Hello students today i'm going to speak about the last chapter of your english literature book and this is called poets and pancakes this has been written by ashok mitran now ashok mitran used to work in gemini studios gemini studios is one of the oldest studios in india it is located in chennai and in those days it used to make simple tamil films he used to work there in the storytelling department his job was to cut the newspaper clippings on varied subjects and he would store these newspaper clippings to be used on a later date many times he had to write them down with his hand and although he performed this insignificant job he was one of the most well informed people working in gemini studios In this lesson he talks about the human follies and foibles of different people who used to work in Gemini Studios. Now when I say follies and foibles foibles means that every person has some shortcoming or the other. He tries to highlight these shortcomings without being rude. He talks about the pancake makeup material that was used in Gemini Studios in those days. the pancake was a brand name of this makeup material and in those days it was extremely popular the writer says that greta garbo must have used it now she belonged to the hollywood scene miss gohar would have used it she belonged to the bollywood scene vijanti mala would have used it but rati agnihotri may not have used it now who was rati agnihotri well for people like us who are nearing 50 rati agnihotri to us was what karina kapoor is to you today so she was a well known actress of our time now the makeup department of gemini studios was on the first floor of a building that was actually once upon a time robert clive's stables now who was robert clive Robert Clive was one of the generals of the East India Company. He was a very very well known general. He worked to establish the company in India. He had many residences in Madras, but this was one of the stables. Now the writer says that the makeup room had a look of a hair cutting salon. It had lights everywhere. and in those days they used to have incandescent lights and these were the lights that would give off a lot of heat so the writer says that those who sat under these lights had to suffer from the fiery misery what does he mean by fiery misery the suffering or the torture that the person getting the makeup done was subjected to because of being compelled to sit under large incandescent lights which gave off so much of heat he also talks about the people working in this department he says there was a whole national integration thing going on there he says the department was first headed by a bengali but then this man he did well and he wanted to move on then he was succeeded by a maharashtrian who was assisted by an andhraite 
then there was also a madras indian christian there there was an anglo burmese and then there were also local tamilians who used to work there so he says even before the all india radio or the doordarshan started talking about national integration gemini studios was practicing it and the job of this makeup department was to make any person who came for makeup look hideous they would turn any decent looking person into a hideous crimson hued monster now those of us who worked in plays or who worked in the annual days on the stage they would know that the makeup that is done on the stage artist is very very loud and very often if you question these makeup artists they will tell you that on the stage you require heavy makeup so that under the lights each and every feature can be seen now in those days most of the shootings used to be done indoors very few shootings used to be done outdoors and if they were working indoors well they had to work under these lights and if they were working under these lights well they had to be use a lot of pancake in their makeup now there was a system of hierarchy followed there the chief makeup man he would do makeup only for the number one actor and actresses his assistant he would do it for the second actor and actress his junior assistant would do it for the comedians and so forth and then for the crowd there was this man called the office boy now the office boy in gemini studios was not a boy but he was almost in his early 40s he had come to the studios to actually become an actor or a top screen writer he was a poet he could write lyrics but then he was not given a chance and he ended up becoming an office boy obviously he was extremely frustrated with the situation that he was in now every time he would look at ashok mitran sitting in his cubicle cutting the newspaper clippings he would feel that this man had nothing to do he would walk in and he would vent out all his frustration to ashok mitran he felt that his talent was going waste and he felt that this department was not fit for anybody who was sane it was fit only for barbers and perverts as a result the writer would keep on praying that they would have outdoor shooting all the time this way at least uh, the office boy would not waste his time and would not take out his frustration on him now most of his frustration was directed towards subbu subbu was the number 2 person in gemini studios after mr vasan while vasan was the boss at gemini studios subbu was his right hand man he used his entire creativity to impress his boss he was a multifaceted genius and if the producer was not satisfied subbu would come up with at least 14 alternatives with subbu around film making became a sheer pleasure he gave 
direction and definition to gemini studios during his prime time now subu was not only the second in command but he was also a poet a writer and a great actor he was also a very noble and a charitable person people used to say that though he never aspired for lead roles but wherever he had performed in whichever film he performed he did a better job than the main players a lot of people who used to come to chennai in hope of becoming actors or doing some odd jobs there well they could live in subu's house he would he would welcome them into his house till they found a better place to stay but despite all this he was not liked by certain people he still had enemies now the question that can be asked is that even though he was such a charitable and an improvident man yet he had enemies comment now why did he have enemies subu was a go getter and if it meant that he had to please his boss with flattery well he would do so people were upset that he was so close and intimate with the boss he also had this demeanor that resembled a psychophant's attitude he would say yes to everything whatever the boss said and he would say nice things about anything and everything now it became a little too much for some people to digest that this man was cheerful despite everything all the time and though subu was second in command he was actually enrolled with the story department now story department also had a lawyer in it and it had some writers and poets now this lawyer was the legal adviser but everybody thought otherwise there's an incident that they explained that there was an extremely talented actress and this actress had a short temper so one day she was screaming and shouting and losing her temper when this lawyer switched on the recording equipment now while this lady was screaming and shouting she did not realize what she was saying about the producer but once she had finished the lawyer switched on the recording and when she heard what she had said about this producer she was in a state of shock now this girl had probably come from a very very normal or a lower middle class background so she did not have the sophistication that she was almost pushed into because of her fame she never recovered from this incident and slowly and slowly she failed her brilliant career came to an end now this lawyer was blamed for ending her career the writer says that while everybody else all the poets the writers the other people in the gemini studios they were followers of gandhi and they would wear khadi all the time it was a kind of a uniform khadi dhoti with a loose fitting khadi shirt the lawyer would often be seen wearing pants and a tie and a coat he would stand apart from this usual crowd of dreamers you know they were all creative people their minds were always working 
while he was a person who was not into that much of creativity he would stand apart from all these people but since he was close to the boss well the boss allowed him to produce a film in that film he says a lot of raw stock and pancake was used but the film flopped the boss was so angry and he was so upset that he closed down the whole story department now we talked about the follies and foibles well here you find that the boss is also temperamental one movie failed and he closed down the whole department so the not only the lawyer but some poets and writers also lost their jobs in those days gemini studios used to have one of the best canteens they used to provide coffee and a lot of people would come there and discuss political as well as apolitical issues in those days congress rule meant prohibition and meeting over a cup of coffee was a rather satisfying entertainment people would sit there they would talk they would vent out their frustration their anger at party in power and so on now the question that can be asked here is why did people gather in the canteen of gemini studios sds yogiar sangu subramanyam krishna shastri harindranath chatopadhyay all sitting there the reason was one that there was good coffee at any time of the day and second that there were the people could sit there and they could vent out their frustration and anger at the congress prohibition policy in those days things in gemini studios were not so stressful barring the clerks and the people who used to work in the office rest of the people had enough leisure time they would sit they would make poetry they would talk to each other and most of these people they were khadi they were followers of gandhi they worshiped gandhi it was mainly because they were totally averse to communism according to them any communist was a godless man he had no love for anybody else but himself he had no compunction about killing his own parents or his children and he was born to spread unrest and violence amongst innocent and ignorant people so the question that can be asked is did the people at gemini studios have any political leanings well yes they worshiped gandhi because they were opposing communism and then you talk about how a communist was a godless man and how he was spreading unrest and so on in 1952 the writer says frank buchman's moral rearmament army with a 200 strong contingent it visited madras and mr wasson decided to host them in gemini studios they were allowed to stay there for a long time nobody understood why they were being allowed to stay there but little by little it dawned on them that mra or the moral rearmament army was seen to be a counter movement to international communism 
and the people at gemini studios did not think highly of communist mr wasson the boss at gemini studios he was fascinated by the mra so they could not have found a warmer host than gemini studios in india mra presented two plays jotham valley and the forgotten factor in the most professional manner although the message was pretty plain yet the people at gemini studios all 600 of them they saw the plays many times because their sets and their costumes were absolutely fantastic they impressed both the tamil drama community and the gemini studios the sunrise and sunset scenes of jotham valley were copied by gemini studios and used for many years even after the mra had left after a few months there was another visitor and this time this visitor was an english poet now the people at gemini studios they did not know many english poets they had only probably heard of wordsworth or tennyson or even keats and shelley but nobody knew who this man was they had never heard of him but since mr wasson was also the editor of a popular tamil weekly anand vikatan he was given the chance by the hindu newspaper to host this person some people said he was a poet others said he was an editor but none of them had heard of him at last he says at 4 in the afternoon this tall man with a very strong accented english he arrived he was very serious mr wasson read out a speech in his honor now he too did not know much about him therefore the speech was very very general but yes there were words like democracy freedom the speech was interspersed with these words and that was all that these people could make out and when the poet started speaking well his name was stephen spender we are talking about the same stephen spender who wrote the elementary school classroom in a slum same stephen spender now when he started addressing this gathering he couldn't have found a more dazed or a silent audience now what were the reasons behind it well number 1 people could not understand his accent number 2 gemini studios had people who made simple tamil films they did not understand his language and thirdly they had no taste for english poetry now all of them were left wondering as to why this person had come to madras and even more why was gemini studios hosting him the writer says his visit remained an unexplained mystery then he says some time went by and he says he started writing prose he started writing articles and one fine day in the hindu there was a small advertisement and this said that there was a short story contest being organized by a british periodical by the name of the encounter 
Now Ashok Mitran decided to participate in this event. He says, as far as a writer is concerned, he spends so much of time creating that article or a story, and then when he puts it across to his editor, very often his story is rejected. He says, for any person to write, he has to be patient, persistent, and persevering. He cannot give up. If his writing is rejected, well, he just picks up another piece of paper and starts writing again. Since the writer did not know about the encounter, he decided to find out about this periodical. So he wrote to the British Council libraries. He wanted to find out what it was all about, and then he received small copies of this periodical. Now, when he started reading it, he realized. that the editor of this periodical was stephen spender and you know just like it happens in the hindi movies the kummela he says that he almost felt that if he had found his long lost brother because he had met stephen spender once he had heard him not even met him but he had heard him he says he could almost believe that whatever song he was singing at that place Stephen Spender would be singing the same song at that particular time wherever he was so that was the happiness that he was feeling now this story writing well he sent it and he forgot about it after many years he says when he had left gemini studios he had much time on his hands but he did not have much money and anything at a reduced price it attracted his attention so he was walking on this footpath that day and he saw this footpath seller selling some books uh, the book said special low price student edition and he got this book for 50 paise when he looked closely he found that there were different editions of the same book and the name of the book was the god that failed when he opened the book well in that book there were six essays by eminent writers all these six people it included andre guide richard wright ignacio silon arthur kosler louis fisher and stephen spender all of them had believed in communism at one time but all of them were disillusioned the word god was referring to the communist ideology that turned out to be a failure in the modern world so god that failed was actually referring to communism that failed in the modern world louis fisher is the same man who penned the indigo in fact he is one of the best known writers on the life of mahatma gandhi the moment he read stephen spender's name on this book the writer realized why he had been called by mr wasson that mystery was solved because he realized at that time that stephen spender had been called because he was against communism he did not believe in communism anymore 
he had once been a follower of communism and then he had left it because he was disillusioned by it now there is one question which is very important and this is the first question of your book it says the author has used gentle humor to point out human foibles pick out instances of this to show how this serves to make the piece interesting the answer to that will be the instances of humor used by the author mark the eccentricities and the idiosyncrasies without making any direct or rude comment on anybody for instance the author portrays makeup artists and the usage of pancakes in an interesting way he says they could make any person look hideous even the caricature of subu is hilarious the way he tries to help his boss through flattery and by offering quick solutions it is quite amusing the episode of the legal adviser who inadvertently causes the end of an actress's career is also an example the frustration of the office boy the superficial praising of gandhi hatred of communism the mystery surrounding stephen spender are also some of the instances where the author has incorporated gentle humor the writer also uses satire he directs it towards people who were against communism and how they could go to any length to oppose it his tone is of ridicule but it is also devoid of the slightest trace of mockery so he's not being rude but the way he's written it is very commendable